Live from the Heartland Mama studio, this is the Heartland Mamas podcast. I am your host, Heidi Henry. As of today, we only have 356 days left to save our democracy. 356 days until the November 5th, 2023 election. It's petition season. This is a time when candidates gather the petitions that they need to, by law, to get on the ballot so that you can vote for them. You can have the opportunity to vote for them. You can choose to vote for them or not to choose to vote for them. That's fine. But this is the time when they have to collect X amount of signatures to get on the ballot. So what does that mean for you? That means that you should call your local Democratic County office. Call your local Dems and say, how can I pass a petition signature? Each petition only requires 10 to 20 signatures. Each page of a petition, each each page. So you could go and collect 10 signatures from people you know. They'll even give you a list of people who want to sign a petition and just haven't had the opportunity yet because there's not enough people out there passing petitions. So you can do that. And the thing is, is when you volunteer, you're going to meet some super friendly people. You're going to get some great training. And uh, you're going to find another little niche to, to hang out in. If the candidates don't get enough signatures, they don't get on the ballot, they can't run for office. So when you get to the, to the uh, election booth and you go, oh my gosh, this race has no candidate. That's how that happens. Not enough volunteers, not enough candidates, not enough signatures. And when somebody knocks on your door carrying a clipboard, answer the door. At this time of year, they're looking for your signature so they can get on the ballot. It's either the candidate themselves or it's a volunteer. So when your ring doorbell goes off, and I know you don't want to get up and pause your television set because the Bears game is on, do it. It'll take you a few seconds. You're going to really help out. And that's what needs to be done right now. That is your course of action right now until the first week of December. Actually, the 4th of December, it's all over. So do it from now until the 1st of December, and you will really help and benefit um, the local Democrats in your area, truly. And if there is nobody running, volunteer to run. You will have a great support network to help you get on the ballot and run for office. And don't think you're unworthy because you are worthy. So yesterday we talked about the budget impasse in Washington, and I was explaining about how they wanted to put things in three buckets, things they had to do, things that they might want to do, and things they never want to do. They put it into two buckets and gave it two expiration dates. So I'm going to explain a little bit about that, and I'm sure you've heard the news, although I'll tell you what, in researching for today, I had a hard time finding like a top news article on any, you know, just Googling, nothing wanted to come up. So uh, I had to do a lot of digging. Uh, I, had to, <laughs> I had to go to the um, cable news networks and read all of their feeds. And if any, any of you know me personally, number one, I don't watch a lot of TV. And number two, I've never watched cable news ever, not <laughs> once. Oh, uh, unless you include the Weather Channel, I've watched that a few times. But I just, I don't need talking heads to tell me how to think. So I just don't do it. 
and a lot of you love a certain channel or two, and that's good, good for you. You know, if you enjoy it, watch it, enjoy it. But understand that there's always different points of view. And that's why when I research, I research from all different sides. And I use uh, media bias fact check and check my sources before I even talk to you every day. So I make sure that, that I'm not giving you anything that's that's super, super biased and therefore possibly incorrect. So uh, yesterday in Washington, they passed a continuing resolution. And if you remember that continuing resolution to just agree to fund the federal government at 2023 levels is what cost Kevin McCarthy his job. And then we had three weeks of an absolute circus, monkey circus, and that's an insult to monkey, monkeys everywhere, uh, going on in Washington, D.C., we had to watch all the weirdos traipse across the stage and try to figure out if they could get enough votes. So after three weeks, we got a dominionist <laughs> named Michael Johnson from Louisiana. Um, if you don't know what a dominionist is, be sure and look that up. We can t we'll talk about that, but maybe over the winter. Uh, and why, you know, why that's we, why we have trouble in the Supreme Court right now. But that's a whole nother subject and for another day and nothing we can do about that now. But I think that they all agreed to do this in a very bipartisan manner, because if the government had shut down this Friday, tomorrow, um, the TSA agents and air traffic controllers would be working full time, the regular jobs without getting paid until this budget circus is over. And since they don't plan on being back in Washington until January, that would mean uh, when they travel home for the holidays, when they travel somewhere sunny and warm, when they go to Russia to meet with the, some of their donors, anything like that, they would have problems at the airports in the United States. And I don't. I think they wanted to avoid uh, being um, inconvenienced, so they passed the continuing re resolution with bipartisan support. I mean, the Democrats got on board. At least, you know, we're not going to have chaos and hungry people just before the holidays. Happy holidays! No paycheck and no food. So, of of course, it's what he did. Of course, he put forward a bipartisan. Um, continuing resolution to fund at 2023 20, levels so everybody can go home for the holidays. And you know what? It helps the, the all of us because any of us that are going to be traveling, uh, any of us that work for a living, any, any of us that breathe air um, needed for at least that to happen. What I don't understand is why that was okay for Mike Johnson, but it's not okay for Kevin McCarthy. But that's the the monkey circus that goes on in Washington with the Republican Party. It's like they have like a handful of people that are just absolutely nuts and they run the show over there. And because you don't want one of those salacious headline grabbing soundbite people to grab the microphone and say, blah, 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 which they did yesterday uh, and today over the continuing re resolution. But for some reason, they're not getting the press they want right now. So they're like, okay. We'll vote for it. But they run the show. You know, the inmates are running the asylum over there, not not the people who, I don't know. And Mike Johnson is one of those inmate, inmates as well. So, I mean, he, he gave a whole speech yesterday about how the election, 2020 election was stolen. When, my God, we have litigated that to the ends of the earth to know that 
it was the safest election this country has ever had. Like the only people they caught cheating were on their side. I, you know, I, I don't, I, I don't even know what to say about that. So he's just as bad as all of them. It's just that nobody wants leftover turkey, you know. So they went back. They, they, they just ex decided. Yes, the checks we've written, we will sign those until January nineteenth. But we've got to talk about the poison pills because by putting things in two buckets, so there's things that they're definitely going to pay that they want to pay, and they put them into one bucket, and that bucket expires January twenty or February twenty third, and then the things they don't want to pay right when they come back to Washington, expire January 19th. Of course they do. Because everybody's going to be still with the turkey hangover. And, um, you know, the happy holidays are over. So let's go ahead and do horrible things to poor and hungry people and elderly people and veterans. So let's talk about what those poison pills are because they are coming and they are contained in this continuing resolution. So the government funding until January 19th, what is going to end is funding for the Food and Drug Administration. Military construction, veterans benefits, transportation, housing and urban development, energy, water, and of course, agriculture. We don't have a working farm bill right, that, right now. And we're going to talk about that for a minute. But what those programs include... What they include in their little poison pill for January 19th is Medicare, Social Security, Medicaid, SNAP, which is food assistance, WIC, which is for hungry and new, uh, hungry pregnant people and new babies. Um, also, uh, those uh, WIC and, and SNAP affect uh, veterans, soldiers that are active duty and their families. Pregnant people, new mothers, seniors, and the poor. Of course, we got to throw the poor in there, all of them, no matter what they are. Uh, and they can be elderly veterans as well. They're going to throw them right in there because they don't want them to have supp supplemental uh, nutrition assistance. Um, any of the most vulnerable people out there, I want you to hear me loud and clear. Gird your loins because this January 19th thing is going to get ugly. And I mean but ugly. Uh, they want to hurt you. And they want to hurt you first, and they want to hurt you the worst, and they want to hurt you the first and foremost, always. Um, then, of course, they want to kill, you know, they want to kill the best public health care system uh, in the nation. So they're coming for veterans benefits because they want to kill the VA. They want to kill the VA because there's a lot of money that goes into that, and rich people want that money. You know, they've already taken taken over health care for the rest of us. Now they want the veterans, too, because it's a lot of money. So they're coming for the veterans' benefits, and they want to close the VA and make it all go private, just like they're trying to privatize Social Security, or, or Medicare, rather, through the Advantage system. And if you've got Medicare Advantage, remember, it's open enrollment. Get out of that program now. It is fake. It is a scam, and it will kill you. Get out of anything called Medicare Advantage. Go back to Medicare You'll be so grateful that you did. Um, it'll save your life, literally. But they want to come after uh, the VA program. They're, they're coming for it. So um, they want to, of course, want to take benefits away from people who uh, get, agreed to sacrifice their very lives 
for our country. Now these people survived. So why take care of them? I guess uh, the Republican Freedom Caucus does not want to take care of them because they didn't die. So, and then we're going to talk about agriculture. Why is that important? 3% of the farm bill is SNAP or food assistance to the poor. 3%. But they've been trying to take that away. They have lowered that down and lowered that down. And I met a woman the other day. She gets $64 a month for food assistance. So she depends on the food pantries in order to just survive, to just be able to have something to eat. How horrible is that? $64, seriously. And she has worked all her life, and she's old and crippled and retired, and she can't work anymore. But they give her $64 here. This will get you, um, you know, some hamburger and some rice and beans or whatever. You know, I mean, they, they just don't think, they don't think this through. And I know when I pay my taxes, I think, you know, this money, I literally think about this. This money is going to help one of my countrymen. This is going to help somebody, somebody's grandma, somebody's grandpa, some, you know, a child, that's where I want my tax dollars to go. I don't want my tax dollars to go on up to Elon Musk. He doesn't need any more of my money. Neither does Mark Zuckerberg. He doesn't need my money either. There are a handful of billionaires that it's sucked up to. So they want to take this 3% away and give it to Monsanto and Bayer and Archer Daniel Midland because, uh, you know, 3% of the farm bill is still a significant amount of money and they want every penny. So that's why that's why agriculture is included in this. And we don't have a working farm bill. Here's what you need to remember. Any of us that have been in ag, and now I, I stopped farming farming decades ago, decades ago. My husband got hurt at work. I, even before that, you know, it, it was just something that wasn't working out for us. So after he got hurt in 92, we sold off all of our equipment and I just kept the horse portion because that's what, you know, that was really the portion of our farm that I was interested in. And uh, quite frankly, he was so injured, there was no way he could come back and, and work the job he had in the water department uh, as a heavy equipment operator and come home and, and farm. It just wasn't possible. And he dreamed about being able to get back into it when he retired. But if you've met my husband, he's a very broken man from that cave-in in in 1992. He did not retire as a healthy person. And uh, we're always dealing with his issues that he has still from that accident. I mean, that's a rest of his life thing. So, but having been in agriculture, um, surrounded by agriculture where I live, uh, having a business that's on the edge of agriculture, we don't get any you know, there's there's no supplemental programs for my end of agriculture at all. We we don't qualify for any benefits um, at all. And, and that's okay. I'm glad to stand on my own feet and uh, have worked really hard all my life to be able to do that. But the thing is, is that agriculture ebbs and flows. Every day is different. The weather changes. And the weather is something that we have, have to address all the time. Do we have a wet year? Do we have a dry year? Do we have a windy year? All of those things in agriculture changes from planting to harvest every year. So that's why the farm bill agriculture needs to be constantly looked at and monitored. But because of this 3% we stick in SNAP, we have to, we delay it and delay it and delay it over a food substitute, uh, you know, just a little bit of nutrition assistance for people. It's ridiculous that we 
want to hurt hungry people so badly that we hold up agricultural review and funding in the farm bill all the time, all the freaking time. And you can look historically at farm bills. And I want you to, if you've got any ability to do this, take a look at farm bills over the last 30 years. They used to be really geared towards family farms because up until Nixon, we had primarily family farms. Nixon told the farmers to go big or go home. That caused a farm collapse that happened under Carter. We're going to talk about that in about, oh, I don't know, probably over December sometime. But when farms collapsed in, in 1980, that was set up by Nixon because Nixon wanted everybody to go corporate. They overextended themselves. Interest rates went through the ceiling and farms collapsed all over the place. And Carter just happened to catch it because he came into office. It really wasn't that collapse was set up by Nixon. It wasn't set up by Carter, but the farmers are still mad at it. They're still mad at Carter about it. God, pick up a damn history book. That's what happens when you don't get current curriculum. You don't understand the, what happened. How did we get to this place? You need to look at the map, and that's the map. So, But we continually hold up the structure of looking at the farm bill because we want to prevent hungry people from eating. And it has to be tied, SNAP has to be tied to the farm bill, because if it wasn't tied to the farm bill, we wouldn't get it at all. There would be no nutrition assistance if it was up to the Freedom Caucus. So I want you to understand what that means. And uh, I'm running out of time here, so I do want to talk a little bit about military construction. We all heard the Camp Lejeune uh, infomercials on TV, right? And were you at Camp Lejeune during these years, and are you sick, and did you die? Well, that's because we fed them poison tainted water forever uh, at Camp Lejeune, and the people at the very top knew that it was a problem and did nothing to fix it. So intentionally, we poisoned people until they got sick and died. And uh, we have other bases. That's not the only base with bad water. That's not the only base with black mold. We have a lot of them, not just in this country, but around the world. And those military contracts are crucial and they're going to be expensive to fix. And damn it, if we tell people, if we're going to train them to give all for their country, in service to their country, to potentially die for our country, then damn it, we better give them the best we can give them at all times. We have to cherish the sacrifices they are willing to make. But yes, I know the job they took. But, but they didn't agree to live in moldy housing and drink tainted water. So we got to fix that. And I don't understand the pushback on that. I will never understand the Republican pushback of value our troops and underfund them and our veterans all the damn time. Pisses me off. I work with veterans every day at my farm. Every day. Every day. I can't even get a freaking therapist out here right now at my at my charity work that I do. I do um, equine uh, therapy for and critter therapy for people with uh, PTSD and who are people, frankly, that are recovering from a suicide attempt. And it's something I work very hard about. And I don't talk about it a lot because it's extremely private. These people have been through a lot. So no, I'm not going to post pictures of them. I'm not going to give their names out. These are people who have suffered the most because they tried to give their all for their country and their country is letting them down. Damn it. So I do what I can. So I, 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 it gets my ire up. It gets, it gets me madder than hell when they leave. And I realize yeah, they need more. They need more. And we do less and less and less. 
I do all I can, but I'm one person with a little format and a bunch of critters that they can work with. And, uh, and we try to work through those issues. But if we're going to put them through six weeks of boot camp to become a killer for our country, then we need to give them four to six weeks to decompress and reassimilate before we send them home. And that's a whole nother topic we'll talk about on another day. But these things, these, these shutdowns, on January 19th, and that's what they're going to force again. They're dangerous and deliberate and political. You see, the theory is here that hungry, sick, unhoused people, overworked people, stressed out people don't vote or vote against the administration that's in office. So by manipulating the people who can afford to be manipulated the least by manipulating them, by hurting them, and they're the ones that pay, when they pay at the pump, the $7 for diesel, what, right now they're forcing uh, gas prices down to an artificial low because they're in 200 days, watch, we'll be paying $7 a gallon for diesel. And you know who will pay for that mostly? Poor people, the elderly, children, everything that they need is going to go up in price, everything. And they're, the Republican Party and mostly the Freedom Caucus is, and their donors, their mega billionaire donors, are willing to do this to get the tax breaks continued from Reagan, W. Bush, and Trump. They want those and they want more. And they were willing to do anything, including harming the least of these, the people who struggle the most in order to get their wish. It's all about the money. That's why there's an attack on public education, on health care, on wellness, on veterans issues. That it's all about the money. It's all about the Benjamins. And that's the sad truth of it. When prices soar, people people suffer. And when people suffer, they either don't vote or vote against whoever's in office. And this is an all out war on the poor. It's coming. January 19th, be ready, because when they get back to Washington and that January 19th uh, deadline is looming so close, sacrifices are going to be made just to keep the government open. And we have to be ready for that. And we can't back down and we can't fail. And we need to call your congressperson, your member of Congress, and let them know that these people are worth fighting for because these people are our people. These people are us. These people are their voters, the people that voted them in in the first place. The people that voted Chip Roy in, for God's sake, and, and Jim Jordan, for God's sake, they voted them in, and now they want to cut them off at the knees. We can't let them do that, even if they don't think just like us. We can't let them do that to another human being. Shame on them for even wanting to. The political strategies that they're putting out there are meant to harm and not help. And that is the tribalistic Republican way right now. That's not the Republicanism that I grew up with with my parents at all. That's not the Republicanism of Eisenhower. This is Reagan Republicanism through current day. And it's there just to hurt people and to make the rich richer.
and the poor poorer and needier and more desperate, and I'm sick of it. From the edge of the Great Red Divide, this is Heidi Henry, and this has been the Heartland Mamas podcast. I hope you have a great day. Take care now. Bye-bye.